Warning, this episode contains foul language, spoilers for The Sixth Sense and The Others, and some genuine spooky-ass shit. Hi, weirdos. Lauren and Ashley here. Hi. There she is. There's that <laughs> there beautiful she lady. Um, we are, sorry to interrupt, we just wanted to let you guys know that we have been uh, nominated for the Best Podcast Series in the 2017 Hoo Ha Ha Female Comedy Awards. Woo! Woo! It's very Such exciting. We actually, listen to this. Tinka tinka tinka. Oh, our ice is melted. Uh, well, that was <laughs> us cheersing. Um, we're having cocktails, uh, and we ate a lot of cheese and strawberries. Anyway, <laughs> um, if you could go over and vote for us. Um, I believe it's hoohahaawards.com slash vote, um, but also the link is on our Instagram page, it's on our Facebook page. You can Google it, too. You could also Google it. I know. My mom was like, how do I get iTunes? And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> Figure it out. <laughs> Just kidding, Mom. I love you. You'll never have <laughs> iTunes. Um, yeah. Uh, it's really exciting. You can also vote for some other funny females, uh, Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. Betty White, yeah. Anna Kendrick, yep. Chrissy Teigen. All kinds of amazing people. There's yeah. tons of categories that you can yes. vote in. Yeah, best impersonation, yeah. best YouTube, uh, YouTube funniest Instagram, funniest Instagram even. <laughs> biggest badass. Right. There's a ton of really cool um, categories. But we are in best podcasts with some of literally the best podcasts yeah. in the world right now. So... We are shocked, um, but very excited um, and uh, honored. So, yeah, yeah, vote for us and uh, keep it weird. Keep it weird, guys. Thanks. Strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. On each episode, we sit down with one of our friends and talk about something weird. From ghosts to witches, angels to demons, <laughs> serial killers to freak shows. We love it all. Gabby loves it too. Uh, but this week, we are back with a fan favorite. Welcome to Listener Ghost Stories. Yeah. I'm Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hey, weirdos. Uh, and today we're bringing you personal paranormal stories sent in by listeners, family, and friends. Yay. And it is 90 degrees. Hold on, plane. Airplane. Airplane. It is 90 degrees in the valley. We have the air conditioning on. I will do my best to take that noise out for you so you don't have to listen to the AC the whole time, but... If you do, you just have to deal with it because it's very hot. Yep. Sorry about it, everybody. <laughs> Sorry about it. There's no way to not There's have the no, air. No. But we did a test run. I think it sounds okay. You it's guys okay. will survive, all right? You'll Relax, be fine. You babies. You'll be fine. You just come to us in a couple months when it's 90 degrees where you are and you're listening to this podcast and you, well, hopefully you're listening to the podcast that comes out a couple of months from now and you're not months behind. What you what am I? At? I don't know. <laughs> see, if you can listen, see if you can listen to the whole episode without your AC on. There you go. That's a challenge it's for you. What I was Good luck. 
My head is full. Okay, we were talking before this. I'm having the worst sinus issues of the century. Yeah. I think I could say the century. Yeah, I think, I could I think say you're having a really rough time. And then yeah. as soon as I entered her apartment, my nose started running like a faucet. So basically, <laughs> it's your like a combo cursed. of cats. They have and extra dander. Happening. All of the, I mean, there's so much. Our neighborhood is very lush for a. Los Angeles neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. So when it gets hot, I we're screwed. Yeah. Especially they mowed all the lawns yesterday too. Oh gosh, so. stuff's just floating I'm around dead. in the I'm air. Dying. Yeah. And um, I literally pet Gabby earlier, and just the biggest chunk of hair came off of her back. <laughs> so it's like extra cat dander, yeah. extra grass floating around. Her head is miserable. In my shoe. Yeah, she loves shoes. Oh. Well, before we get started today, we are going to go into our news segment. This week in weird, 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 weird. That was a good one. Gorgeous. Um. So first of all, this is important. Alert the media. Um. Call the cops. Uh-oh. Today is National Paranormal Day. Woo! The best day of the year. Just best kidding. day Halloween of the year. Is, but... Um. It really means nothing at all uh it's just on a calendar perfect it's like here's the thing national blah blah day there's one every day now and there's like multiple a day Mm -hmm. the only ones i care about are the ones that are like it's national beer day Mm -hmm. and then the bars off are like two dollars off all their beer or it's like it's national donut day and then you can get free donuts grilled cheese yeah national grilled cheese day i'm into those national days yes no one's giving me anything on National <laughs> Paranormal Day. Um, uh, nothing spooky is on sale? I don't think so. I haven't really... I tried to look it up yesterday because I saw a post about it. It was like, National Paranormal Day is tomorrow. And I was like, what? hey Um, So then I tried to research it and I was like, National Paranormal Day? Like, what do, what do people do? And like, every website was like, nothing, nothing really. Um, one website says, um, you can celebrate by watching a movie about ghosts. Um, maybe you could pick one of our Flick of the Week movies, or you can watch an old personal favorite. You could take a tour of your favorite graveyard. You could hold a seance. Whatever you choose, it won't matter, because this episode's released on Friday, and you will have missed missed it. it. um, If you want to do a belated (laughs) celebration, you could, though. Yeah, you could do a belated uh, National Paranormal Day celebration. And you should all watch The Others, which was this week's Flick of the Week, because it's, it's, it's so good, and it goes a lot along with what we talk about in this podcast about ghosts and where they exist and how they exist and, and timelines what and, they are. And, yeah. Um, it's very I cool. did not like that movie the first time I saw it. I saw it in theaters, but I was in, you know, seventh too. grade and it just kind of went over my head. Sure. A little bit. That's fair. Um, I also kind of went to see it with like a really huge asshole, like this boy that I was dating in like seventh and eighth grade. And he was, such a dick and like I don't even know why well one I don't know why I dated him two I don't know why I went to see any movies with him because every movie that I went to see with him was ruined by him yeah I feel like he really affected your movie experience. he really ruined all the movies that I saw any movie that I saw in 2000 and 2001 fuck that guy ruined. I'm mad about I'm mad. this guy I'm angry but 
then I remember rewatching the others again, like later on in high school, and being like, "Holy shit, this is so much better than I thought it was!" And now it's one of my favorites. So whatever. It's so good. I know. The more I see it, I feel like the more I catch things and yeah. like it even more, and just well, that's appreciate what I said. It, but... I was like, the rewatchability of it is so is 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 top notch because yeah. it's like. You pick up on so much more. Well, you pick up on so much more, but they're not subtle about it at all. No. It's very obvious. I know. And <laughs> the second time I watched it through, I was like, how did I not see yeah. how it was going to end before? And those so are like, always oh. the best ones, because there are movies with a huge twist where you'll go back. Like, I remember, this is a big problem that I had. This is a huge tangent. Sorry about it. The big problem that I had with the, the Sherlock movie huh. uh, with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. and is they filmed it in such a way that you weren't able to try and figure it out on your own. Mm. They filmed it in such a way where, like, when they showed you, when there was, like, a twist, they would, they would like, kind of rewind and show you what actually happened. But and you couldn't I, see it. You couldn't up. see it. Like, they would show the shot that they showed you earlier in the movie, and you're like, okay, yeah. And then they would pan the camera and be like, but over here where you couldn't see, mm. this was happening. It's like, well, that's not fair. No. I had no. People should be able to figure out the twist. As a viewer, I had no opportunity to guess what was going to happen, right? Because you didn't give me all of the information. Mm -hmm. That's bad storytelling. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't even count as a twist. I mean, I guess it is still a twist if you're surprised at the end, but. I think viewers should have the chance to try and get their own. Figure it out. Especially if I always feel so accomplished when I see movies that I called that from the beginning, but then and if you do it well. It doesn't matter. Big right. Little Lies, for example. Yeah. I knew exactly. What I won't going spoil a lot. But I knew exactly. Yeah, read the book. Yeah. Who the rapist was. Mm-hmm. Who his child was. Which, to be honest, if you didn't know who the rapist was, I'm kind of like, what show were you watching? I talked <laughs> I to some friends who were like, man, he shocked me. And I was like, did he? Really? Did you? Really? Hello? I know. So. Yeah, but I guessed everything. The I, still I guessed everything, and I still enjoyed watching it. Right. There are ways that you get you can still give everyone all the information, yeah. and still make and a you good still show. Still enjoy it. Yeah, maybe. you're not going to be mad. Like, oh, I knew and the that's twist. The thing. Like boring. Sherlock, I, I still enjoyed it. I love Robert Downey Jr. I love Jude Law. So like, I still enjoyed it. But I remember being like, you didn't even give me a chance, especially right. with like a a who done it sure. or like a mystery. You have to give all the information. That the detectives have to yeah. the viewers, so that they it's have the, point the opportunity. Of a whodunit. Yeah. Anyways, so Wait, I know we're still on this tangent, but what was your experience the first time you saw The Sixth Sense, which is like the most notorious twist of all I time? I was the best part about the first time I saw The Sixth Sense is that my father took me and my little sister. Mm. Uh, again, I was very young. I remember really liking it, mm. but it's still like it didn't hit me as hard as it did when I watched it later on in life. Yeah. But I went to see it with my dad, and my dad fell asleep um, in the movie. And the best part about it was when we got home, my mom, we told her, like, dad fell asleep in the movie. It's so embarrassing. And she said to us, oh, you should have got up and moved, and then told him he was sleepwalking. Oh, my God. And we never let her live that down. Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to have it engraved on her headstone. That is amazing. That is is not how sleepwalking works. No, that would mean nothing. Like, he would know that he was in that same seat. He would just wake up and be like, my kids are gone. Yeah, my kids left me, and that's terrifying. That's Um, awesome. So that's the best part about seeing Six Sense in theaters. And then also I had a huge crush on Haley Joel Osment because we were about the same 
age yeah. at the time that movie came out. And he's not a cute kid, really. Like, when you look back, you're like, whoa! Yeah, he's not that great. And he he didn't age that well, either. Sorry if you're not listening to this, but if you are, sorry, we love you. Um, No, that movie, I mean, I know it's such a classic, and it's the most talked about, but it, I mean, it holds up. I still think that movie is wonderful, and it's one of the best. it 100% holds up. It's one of the best well-done twists. And again, that's one that, like, it would take a pretty masterful brain to figure out that twist your first time seeing it, but you could. Like, yeah. if you really were oh, yeah. reading the clues. like watching it, oh, you're like, oh, yeah, duh. Like, oh, he was he's telling dead. him that he sees him because he's dead. <laughs> the only scene, and, like, everyone tries to explain this one away, the only scene that I'm still questionable, questionable about is the one where um, Bruce Willis is sitting with Haley Joel Osment's mom uh-huh. in the living room, and everyone's like, they weren't talking. You don't know if they were talking before, like, before Haley got home, but I'm like... Wouldn't Bruce be like, answer me, bitch? Like, yeah. if they were sitting in the living well, room? Well, I feel like that's explained away with the line, uh, you only see what you want to see. Oh. Do you remember? Do you think, yeah. Well, so yeah, because that happens with, like, the desk in front yeah, of the door. Yeah, in his head, he's like, you know, we had a conversation. Oh, yeah, maybe he thought she was responding to him. Maybe. That could be true. Or maybe he didn't even see her until he walked <laughs> in. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's the only scene that I'm kind of like, I'm sure he tried to talk to her in the time while they were waiting for him to get home from school. And I think that'd be very awkward if she wasn't responding. But other than that, it's a great film. Oh, I love it. I love, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's first Unbreakable's incredible. Six oh my gosh, is incredible. so good. Signs is absolutely incredible until, until the very the end. literal last two minutes of it. Just turn it um, off. Before. And then everything after that has been garbage. Remember The Village? That movie oh, made, made I like actually that. liked you the liked village. that movie. Yeah, I, I forgot. I it. liked the village. I, did. I thought that was a decent twist, but I just hated I the movie as a whole. Did not like the movie the first time I saw it because I saw the trailer and I was like dragons. So I went to see the movie and there were no dragons and there were no, no monsters and I was none. like, this sucks. And then I watched it again a couple years later. It was like on HBO or something. I watched it again. And I was like, oh, I actually really like this movie. Maybe I need to give it another chance. I did not like it, but. In the defense of M. Night Shyamalan, I thought that twist was good. I was definitely like, oh, shoot. Oh, shit. Like, they've been right there the whole time. But, uh, yeah, overall, I was like, mm, my little bored. Yeah, it's not, it's not a, I almost said it's not a page turner. That's a book. It's not a. <laughs> Sorry. Her head is so, just so far shoved Gabby in my shoe. Gabby is laying on Lauren's shoe and has her head, like, face down in the shoe. Is she alive? No. <laughs> she definitely looks kind of dead. Okay. Gabby! We got a dead cat on her hands. Touch her ear. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That was such a big reaction. Oh, that was such She's a violent alive, re- Oh, and then her head's and right back. And it went right back. In. Okay. Um, so, Moving what on. were we talking about this week? Paranormal. Week? Okay. Um, so, watch happy a scary paranorm- movie. National Paranormal Day. Um, okay, so, actual news stories. Uh, California was just dubbed the UFO capital of America. With almost wow. 16,000 sightings from 2001 to 2015. Hmm. Um, every single state has had sightings across the U.S., but in California, every single county had at least one sighting at one point in the last 15 years. Wow. Uh, they think a great deal of it has to do with California's weather. People spend a lot of time outdoors because of the mild climate, which provides more opportunities to see the UFOs. Um, all this info comes from a book. Uh, called UFO Sighting Desk Reference, United States of America, 2001 to 2015, which is not the most clever book title I've ever read. Sure isn't. Okay. 
Uh, they use mostly data that comes from the Mutual UFO Network and the National UFO Reporting Center. Uh, the two authors found that Los Angeles County in California had more sightings than 40 other U.S. states combined. Wow. Which is crazy. Also, I should point out, weed is legal here. It is. So, so uh, that might I'm just intriguing. saying, that's just a thing. Just a thing um, to know. <laughs> when you're looking at UFO sightings, you should probably look at whether or not weed is legal in that state. Um, also, I have to add this little delicious nugget that I found in my research. Apparently... <laughs> Donald Trump's illegal immigration crime hotline has been swamped with reports of UFO and alien sightings. Oh my god. Uh, which is the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. I love it. Uh, it's a new federal hotline intended to collect reports of crimes committed by illegal aliens and ah! has instead been overrun by accounts of UFOs, killer robots, Sasquatch, and Superman. And then my faith in humanity was slightly restored <laughs> because that happened. Yeah, someone after the after they announced this new hotline and how you know you're supposed to report illegal alien activity. Yeah. Of course, someone posted it on Twitter and was like, "Guys, make sure you report all alien activity." Right. And now that's all they're getting. Oh. So we could stop talking about uh, aliens. <laughs> Maybe we'll stop talking about aliens so they don't turn the power off on yeah. us again. That was creepy. That was fucking weird. Yeah. Do we have two? We don't even have that many things on. Well, maybe the air is just taking a lot of power. Maybe. The power just glitched the power out, just guys. Went, uh, went out went for out. like a second. And uh, everything turned off and it was pretty scary. Yeah, so that was fucking weird. Anyways, um, I just think that's funny. Someone posted it on Twitter and was like, uh, you know, make sure to report everything. And yeah. I already said that. Yes. Um, we'll move on. Okay. So that, um, strange. Okay. Very um, strange. Now I'm going to get a little science on you for a Ooh. second because I have to talk about naked mole rats. Bring it on. Okay. Did you know that naked mole rats are cancer resistant? No. Yeah. I found that out by watching BBC's Weird Wonders of the World on Netflix. Everyone should watch it. It's the best show I've ever seen. I think we should um, promote it every single week. <laughs> I probably will. I'm obsessed. I mean, even after posting it last week, so many friends texted me like, I'm watching it! Like, yeah. people are obsessed. It's the best. Um, so naked mole rats are possibly some of the ugliest creatures I've ever seen. I don't know yeah. if you've ever oh, seen them. Oh, yes, okay. I've seen them. They're terrifying. They are burrowing creatures native to parts of East Africa, and they are the only animal currently in their genus. Uh, they lack pain sensitivity in their skin, and they have very low metabolic and respiratory rates. Uh, their secret to saying cancer-free is a unique mechanism. It's a super sugar called high molecular mass hyaluronin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's exactly right. HMMHA okay. is what we're going to call it. Sure. Um, when it secretes from the naked mole rat's cells, this molecule prevents cells from overcrowding and forming tumors. So researchers now say that using naked, Roma, naked mole rat HMMHA in the clinic could open up new avenues for cancer prevention and life extension in humans. Uh, the mole rats have a lifespan exceeding 30 years, which is almost three times the amount of a normal rodent. Yeah. Uh, researchers speculate that these mole rats evolved higher concentrations of the super sugar to provide the skin elasticity. Uh, elasticity? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. 
needed for life in underground tunnels. Uh, experiments on human cells have been very limited, but researchers have proven that human cell tissue uh, does have the ability to secrete HMMHA, which opens up new avenues for cancer treatment. Okay. But there's more. What? These creatures are incredible. Uh, in a recent study, they also found that naked mole rats don't necessarily need oxygen to keep their bodies and brains working. What do they need? Then? I know. Something, uh, I mean, that would kill every other creature on the planet. Yeah. Like, not having oxygen that we know of. Uh, neuroscientists have described studying naked mole rats as studying an animal from another planet. <laughs> um, they have what they call sticky hemoglobin, which allows them to draw oxygen out of thin air. Wow. So uh, these scientists were thinking that they would test how well the mole rats fared in a chamber, chamber with only 5% oxygen, which is about a quarter of the oxygen in the air that we breathe. And this process that they tried on these mole rats would kill a mouse in less than 15 minutes. So obviously they watched very carefully, ready to pull the mole rats out at the first sign of trouble, but they put them in for, at first just for five minutes and nothing. There were no problems at all. Mm -hmm. So then they put them in for an hour and they were totally fine. After five hours, the mole rats had slowed down a bit, but they were still walking around and even socializing with each other. So they decided to see how they dealt with 0% oxygen, something that would kill a mouse in less than 45 seconds. And the four mole rats involved in this part of the study passed out after about 30 seconds. Uh But their hearts kept beating and their brains kept functioning. And 15 minutes later, 0% oxygen for 15 minutes, when they were removed and re-exposed to normal air, they woke up and resumed life as usual. They were fine. They were completely unharmed. What are these things? Yeah. So, um, well, they, they actually figured out their trick. Uh, Most mammals, including humans, we run on glucose, which is sugar Mm -hmm. that the digestive system gets from our food and turns it into energy. It keeps our bodies warm, our brains running, etc. And that process of turning sugar into energy requires oxygen. Mm -hmm. And without oxygen, the body can't create energy. Without energy, our cells die, etc., etc. So when the researchers looked at tissue samples taken from the mole rats at various times during uh, the oxygen deprivation, they noticed a spike in levels of another sugar, fructose. So basically, the naked mole rats appear to have the option of switching fuels from glucose to, to fructose. fructose. Yeah. Oh. Um, so glucose requires oxygen to create energy, and fructose does not. Uh, so they're basically using an alternative fuel, wow, which is something that humans cannot do. No. We cannot switch over uh-uh. and use that. Uh, scientists believe that naked mole rats could someday help develop a way to aid patients suffering from oxygen deprivation from something like a heart attack or a stroke. So basically, they are going to be responsible for saving millions of lives. Yeah, they are going to save. They could potentially everyone. cure cancer. This is what they we've been looking for. Yeah. In these tiny little ugly ass mole Who rats. knew these ugly creatures that don't look like anything that should exist on this earth would save people from mm-hmm. cancer? That's incredible. I know. I'm obsessed with them now. Very cool. I know. I want to go home and read all about them now. <laughs> I know. Um, want one as a pet. And the thing is, is you can actually, they're, they're, use, they're using the mole rats, they're studying the mole rats, they are... Um, doing tests on them and really you could develop these cures or these treatments without 
killing the mole rat. Right. Of course, there's some are going to die. Like, for example, they did a test, again, with four mole rats. Instead of 15 minutes and 0% oxygen, they did an hour or so, or three hours, I think it was, uh-huh. and they died. Okay. So it's not like, we don't need oxygen ever again. Yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, like the tests but that they're doing. a lot will be able to survive, it sounds like. Yeah. And they'll be able to just remove things that they need. Yeah. With- well, the thing is, is our bodies are capable of producing this HMMHA. But we we don't have the same trigger that they do to produce to it. To produce it, okay. Yeah, so it's a matter of figuring out how to trigger your body into producing that right. to avoid. They, they know that they can figure out how to do it to prevent cancer in humans. Yeah. So you could, I don't know, eventually maybe even get a shot that makes, it's like a, an immunity shot to cancer. Yeah. Um, but they also think that eventually they can figure out how to use it to, like, cure cancer. That would be amazing. Which is awesome. Wow. Thanks, Naked Mole Rats. Thank you, Sorry I called you ugly so many times. <laughs> You are ugly, but we love you a lot, and thank you for your help and service. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for your help and service. I'm going to salute him. Uh, we're saluting, you saluting. can't see. And and down. Um, anyway, so that's uh, This Week in Weird. Um, sorry we talked about movies so long. Um, Worth it. I wanted to talk to you about feedback from last week. Yes. Um, well, One of my the mom, best episodes we've ever done. Yeah, my mom said that I said um too much, so... Everyone tells me I say Great. like too much. I'm sorry, I do. When I listen I to too. the episodes, I, I drive myself crazy. I hate listening to myself yeah. because I, like, I remember, uh, like, like uh, and then he and was like, like, that's just how I describe things. I know. And I don't know how to stop because I've been doing it since birth. Yeah. I remember being doing at the forever. dinner table and my dad trying to, you know, they say, how was school today? And I answer with, I don't know, like... It was fine, but, like, my teacher came to me, and she was like, and my dad's like, 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 and I remember mm-hmm. being like, get off my ass. Yeah, get off my case. And now I'm like, ugh. I wish I'd listened to my dad and figured out how to not say like every 30 fucking seconds. I, I feel like I feel like I, I feel need like, to, like, practice somehow not saying it because it's so annoying when I listen to myself talk. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone listens to our podcast. No. I want someone to sit next to me with, like, a loud buzzer, and every like, no. time I say like, just be like, bah. Um, you said it. But I say um a lot in like every day. Th- that's just the way that I talk. It's just kind of a way to pause. Yeah. I feel like it's natural. But usually we have like a lot of papers and notes in front of us. I know what I want to talk about. I know. Sure. But last week we were just kind of like riffing, walking around, chatting. And um, so came I know out that more. I said um a lot. I was like, I know, mom. Thanks, mom. I had to edit it. I never would have even noticed, oh, but God, I think I'm just used to, to you, so maybe it didn't even. It's appear, bad, but um, um, so uh, um, <laughs> um, so my mom said I said um too much. Perfect. Um, also we had uh we had two paranormal investigators listen to our stuff. Uh, one actually contacted us through Instagram. That was and, so cool. I yeah, saw that, that was one. really cool, and basically said that uh, I think it was a, a guy. I couldn't tell. I think it was the man. name is just like a title. Yeah. So um, basically, he said that uh, the EVPs were great. Um, and he said that he thought that the uh, growl was a stomach growl. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does sound like a stomach growl. But then another paranormal investigator uh, who I know through a friend, 
I sent him the clips and he was saying, great stuff. This is amazing. He was like, it does sound like a stomach growl, but it's coming in too clear. To it is very clear. That's the only reason I'm a doubtful. A stomach growl. It sounds exactly like a stomach growl, but why is it so loud? The yeah. mic wasn't down by your stomach. Yeah, he was like, if it was your stomach, that's incredible. I've never heard anything like that. Right. He was like, it does sound like a stomach, but uh, it's way too clear to be someone's stomach growling. Yeah. So, still clueless on that. Yeah, no idea. And then I had a couple people um, tell me that the EVP that we had that we thought said Laura something, uh-huh. Laura isn't. Yeah. Uh, we've had some people say it could be something else. Uh, Matt Roberts from last week said he thinks it might be saying hard to say. Hard to say. Hard to say. Oh. And I also had a couple people say, or is it? Okay. Which is kind of creepy, because I'm saying, like, is it you, Laura? Will you tell us how you felt? Are you here? And for a voice to be like, or is it? Or is it? It's like, hey, hey, hey. Uh, 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 Back off. Be nice. Be nice to us. We're just asking questions. Um... What else? What else? Oh, we also had a couple people uh, write in and say that they've heard some strange things in our audio that maybe we didn't catch. So I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to all of it and I'm going to enhance some stuff and see if I can hear the things that they're pointing out. Oh, like people think stuff that we posted has some weird sounds yeah. in it? Hmm. Okay. Yeah, a couple of people have said to it that twice they heard. Through. I feel like I heard nothing. Yeah, some people say that they heard uh, like knocking sounds and stuff that. But couldn't that have been us running into could stuff because we were drunk on wine? <laughs> Absolutely could have been. <sighs> I'm going to go back and listen, take in, like one yeah, more listen sure. and be like. Because we were, you know, there were a lot of times that we were there and we were recording and even listening to the audio. I was like, oh shit, what is that? And then you can hear you and I go like, oh, there's someone down the hall. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of things that like us listening to it, we know exactly kind of what was what it us. Is. Yeah. yeah. What's our footprints and what? Sure. Footprints? Okay. Sure. Should I drink more Print coffee? steps. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Now I want to listen to it eight more times with headphones on full <laughs> volume. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a lot of friends. Um, basically, I don't have any specific feedback. A lot of friends just texted and said they really loved the episode and were super freaked out. And then a couple people said they could not hear the little girl singing. I'm like, I think you need to put headphones in and crank oh, it up because I it is so clear to it's me. It's very clear. It is so, so clear. So if you're listening and you know I'm talking about you, you put go back. Put the headphones in. You turn it on. Um, yeah, because I hear that one so clear. And that's the one I love the most. And that's the one I've been telling people to listen to. And I say, if you don't listen to our pack, podcast on the reg, that's fine. But listen to this but one. fast forward to minute. Yeah. Or an hour, hour and like five 20, minutes. Yeah. Like whatever it is. And it's like the most insane thing I've ever heard, but. Yeah, feedback was generally really good, and yeah. I think we need to do more exploring episodes. Oh my god, I can't wait! I wish we could go. I mean, not today because I'm like super tired, but yeah, like we're not in good shape today. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had one more feedback thing, which I should have brought this up during Week and Weird because we were talking about the Weird Wonders show. But last week, Ashley mentioned a guy on the show who has echolocation; he's blind yes. and uses the sound of clicking in his mouth to find his way around. And I commented and said. I swear I know a guy like this. So I looked up his Facebook. We're still friends. I haven't seen him in a couple years. Um, I just wanted to give him a shout out. His name is Brian Bushway. We met at a church in Hollywood that we both used to go to. I'm not sure if he still does or not, but he's been blind since he was 14 years old. 
And he's actually an instructor now at the World Access for the Blind, which I guess is truly all over the world. I looked, they have um, an area in LA, but then I saw he also went to a meeting at an area in Australia that does it as well. So they're all over the place. And they're basically instructors that take um, youths or I guess anyone of any age who is blind, whether they've been blind their whole life or recently blind, and they show them how to see using sound, um, which is what the guy used on the TV show that Ashley was referencing, but also it's exactly what Brian uses. And we think Brian may have been trained by the guy on yeah. the show because we looked up a video we of him and they were together. And they were together and like they were both much younger. Yeah, they looked and, so different. Uh, she was like, is this the guy? Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's him. And it's they were the together like... They were standing know, together sort of with like a, a group. Yeah, a group yeah. of all blind people that were learning how to ride bikes and do everything. But yeah, he uses echolocation. It's very cool. There's videos of him all over online riding a bike fearlessly. And um, there's a video of him traveling to Ireland and showing people um, how you can experience the cliffs of more when you're there by using your clicking and echolocation. You can feel how big the cliffs are and um, just, I don't know, kind of, you can kind of just experience the cliffs through your sound, which is really cool. So yeah, go Brian. Awesome. Yeah, that's guy. awesome. I haven't seen him in a long time. Met him a couple times. He's very sweet. And he sees with his That's ears. incredible. It's nuts. I can't believe it's real. Hey, um, Gabby, could you not drink my water? Hey, that'd be great. She put a paw on my water. I don't know if you I mean, saw. That's, that's yeah. her way. I don't know if you the saw. Scoop. She literally, like, I looked over and Gabby had her paw in my cup of water and was, like, bringing it to her mouth. Ooh. Anyways. Gabby, you special Welcome kitten. to Keep It Weird. Um, We've been all over the place. We are losing it uh we're gonna talk about some listener ghost stories now yay uh do you want to go first do you want me to go sure first? i yeah. have a little short guy so yeah, i'll, do a little short I'll open guy. with the short one and then i have um, a little bit of a longer one after that um okay i have a story that was submitted by my friend zach hey zach hi zach he uh him and i were out last week and i he just asked me about the podcast how it was going and i was like oh i'm so excited next week we're doing listener ghost stories and he was like oh I have a great one, so I was really excited. <laughs> it's short and sweet, but I like it. Uh, so Zach writes, I'll now be reading from his point of view. About two years ago, I went to New Orleans with my girlfriend at the time. Since I'm super fancy and rich, we stayed at the Ritz-Carlton. JK, her dad was a sweetheart and he paid for our room. Uh, she, my girlfriend was in the bridal party and had a rehearsal, and since I'd never been to New Orleans, I decided to take full advantage of my free afternoon and nap in the hotel room with her dog. Because, well, me. This is very well written so far. <laughs> after bringing, after binging some house hunters, I was deep into a nice little slumber when I heard her little dog jump up on the bed. I turned to cuddle him and whisper sweet nothings into his ear, but he wasn't there. Deciding that I must be tired from the debauchery the evening before, I turned over and went back to sleep. About a half hour later, I heard him jump on the bed again, and I turned to see if he was okay. Once again, he wasn't on the bed, but I thought again, maybe I was just coming in and out of dreams, and I didn't think anything of it. About an hour later, I heard my girlfriend open the door and walk into the room. I sat up and called her name. She didn't answer, so I walked over to see if she was in the bathroom. She was nowhere to be seen, but I assumed, again, I must just be going crazy. I didn't think much of it until I was leaving the city after the weekend, and I googled the hotel. Oh, yikes, he said, and then he included a link to the hotel, which says, The Ritz-Carlton, New Orleans, is just three blocks from the grave of New Orleans' famous voodoo priestess Marie Laveau. As a tribute to the otherworldly icon, the Ritz-Carlton Spa offers a Marie Laveau voodoo, love bath, and massage service. Could that be behind the strange happenings? 
in the spa? According to the hotel's massage therapist, doors in the spa open on their own even after being closed. Massage oils shift mysteriously on countertops when no one is around, and the hydrotherapy tub lights flicker. A trio of ghosts also supposedly haunt the Ritz-Carlton, including two young girls who run up and down the hallways, and there's an older gentleman who has been spotted quietly reading in the library area of the club level. So, he was staying at a... you said a a trio of ghosts, I immediately thought of the hitchhiking ghosts. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes, I love that so much. Um, So yeah, he stayed in a super haunted hotel. That's his tale. Short and sweet. Yeah, that was really good. Um, I've always wanted to go to New Orleans. I've never gone to New Orleans. I know, I've never been either. I've always wanted to go. They have tons of haunted places. That the Ritz-Carlton, I wonder how old that hotel is. how fancy it is. It sounds like the building's pretty old. Um, And then yeah, it's three blocks from that grave site, so. Yeah, that's the first place I would go if I went to New Orleans. For sure. I love that, though, that he... the Witch Queen of New Orleans? Um, yes! 100%. I just love that he had no idea it was haunted and just kept saying, like, oh, I'm probably still a little drunk from the night yeah, before. Yeah, I'm still drunk. I'm and still it's like, tired. You felt someone sitting on the bed next to you. You heard someone walk in the room. I don't know. It just seems too, too much for just uh, being in and out of sleep, but who knows? Yeah, it depends on how hard you sleep, I guess. I right. certainly wouldn't. If I felt something, even... Because there have been times where I've been laying in bed and I feel the cat jump up on the bed and, like, walk over to me. And I'll wake up and, like, look over. And if there's no cat, I'm like, well, I'm up now. Right. Guess I'm up. (laughs) Guess I'm awake. I'm awake now. Yeah. Yep. And I come out and make myself some coffee. And I'm like, no, I'm awake forever. I'm never going back to sleep. Uh, I will never go back to sleep. I would Um, not be able to be as casual as he was, though. I know normal humans would think the same as him of like I'm hungover I yeah, was I'm sleeping tired, it's fine sleeping. I would immediately think I was being haunted <laughs> someone was on this bed that's like one time in college uh we had an earthquake uh very small in Illinois I remember because I woke up it was like 4 a.m and I woke up it woke me up and I immediately called home to my dad my dad knew why I was calling I was obviously scared he li- he literally picked up the phone and was like it's okay, honey, go back to sleep. It was just an earthquake. And I was like, are you sure? Oh and he was God. like, yeah, go back to sleep. I was like, okay. And I like hung up and went back to sleep. Well, the next morning I had to, uh, I was going to pick up my friend Amy and take her to class. We had playwriting class. And uh, I picked her up and I was like, did you feel the earthquake last night? And she was like, oh, Thank God. She was like, I thought my house was haunted. Oh, Like, she thought God. someone was shaking her bed. And she was That's like, thank so God funny. that there was an earthquake. This was, like, before everyone and their mom had Facebook and right. could, like, get online and see. That's how I check for earthquakes now. Yeah. I the either other use night, Facebook or one. Twitter has a quake bot that if it detects an earthquake, it immediately sends data to the Twitter. And it's called really? LA Quake Bot, I believe oh. is the name. And you can just log on to Twitter oh, and look at it and it'll tell that. you like a 2.0, a 1.0, no matter how light it detects Because well, there was a 3.0 in Santa Monica. I know. I didn't feel it. I, I thought I would be in Culver City, but I, I didn't feel it I felt it here. What? Um, yeah. And Maybe I, I did feel it then, but didn't know. Didn't I, know. Yeah. Well, because I, I don't know what it is about our apartment complex, but I can feel everything. Yeah. Like if a neighbor closes their door, I can mm-hmm. feel it. Yeah. If I, I can feel it all. Yeah. If a garbage a truck, complex. yeah, if a yeah. garbage, garbage truck drives by, I'm like, like vibrating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I always think there's earthquakes. Sure. And therefore never care if You're there's earthquakes. You're not faced by it. But yeah, that one I felt. And I even like told Joe, it was like, there was either an earthquake or like 
something, you know, someone's playing loud music or something. Right. And then I got on Facebook and everyone's like, earthquake, 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 earthquake. Yeah. I was in a group text with friends who were like, did you feel that? And we all live on the west side and I was the one west sider. I was like, nope, didn't nope. feel a thing. And I turned to Alex, nope, didn't feel things. So I don't know what we were doing, but not, <laughs> not feeling earthquakes. Not feeling earthquakes. Um... Great. Thanks, I can't wait to, yeah, thanks, Zach. I can't wait to go to New Orleans. I know. That was part of the reason, even though it was, like, very short and sweet, that story, which, I mean, we love all stories, even when they're short. The reason I really wanted to share it was because of New Orleans and just yeah. it's known for being a haunted, spooky little place that has stuff going on. So I would like, 100% live there if it wasn't a swamp. Yes. If it wasn't humid and The most and muggy, and, humid, yeah. horrible place. I just, I don't even... I, I want to go visit so bad. <laughs> um, so today I'm going to, I'm actually going to share quite a few stories. Um, uh, quite a few of my cousin Christina's experiences. And well, I'm going to start off by saying something I've already talked about a little bit on the show. Uh, the women on my mom's side of the family are, uh, I guess you could say sensitive or touched or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say. Um, and I didn't find this out until about five or six years ago. Uh, I've told you this story. Uh, when I was at my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. Uh-huh. And I brought up the ghost that followed me from my Hollywood apartment to my Van Nuys apartment. And I honestly thought only my Aunt Cheryl would believe me. Right. Uh, who is Christina's mother, by the way. Um, she would be the only one who believed me. But every single woman at the table had stories to share. Like, every single one. Uh, even my grandma, who is not a believer in the fantastical, fantastical at all, like, I don't even think she believes in God or the afterlife or anything, and no. she is like, no nonsense, no bullshit. Like, she even actually said to me, um, she said, oh, yeah, I mean, um, we've all got those. We're just able to see a little bit better than other people. Like, wow. those were her exact words. And it was hey, like, grandma. what? Um and then uh, we went around the table, and I heard stories from all my aunts about their experiences and their daughter's experiences, and it was just crazy. So, anyway, when we did our first Listener Ghost Stories episode, I absolutely reached out to my Aunt Cheryl and her daughter Christina, and I knew I would get some good stuff, but Christina sent me so many stories. I'm excited. So many experiences that she had, as she can't explain. Um, and they're spread out from, like, 10 years old to, like, now, so... I'm just going to read a couple of them. So, um, she says, my first ghost experience, I was 10 years old. I was asleep and I woke up and looked at the end of my bed. Uh, there was an old white haired black man standing there looking at me. I looked at him and I first felt scared. And then I realized that he wasn't there to hurt me and he was just watching me. And I felt a type of calm come over me and went back to sleep. The next day I told my dad about it and he freaked out and told me if a man was in my room I should wake him up and I tried to explain that he was there in my room but he wasn't really there and he couldn't understand and that's when I realized that something was different about me and what I saw was not a normal everyday thing to see. Uh, This one's kind of crazy. At age 11 I was in the backyard with my friends listening to music and playing hide and go seek. I ran around the back of the house to hide, and I saw something that I still to this day can't explain. It wasn't a ghost, like you think of a ghost. It was a creature almost made of wood, 
He was about three feet tall and thin and running towards me. I got scared and freaked out and ran back into my house. The party ended abruptly and I didn't go in my backyard for several several days and I'm still not sure what I saw. Eee. What? Um, nope. No, thank you. Ew. Don't no, like thank it. you. Um, this one says I'm 26 years old, newly married and living in my new house. I've had many ghost experiences. We're kind of getting used to them. My best friend and I were on the back porch talking and having a cup of coffee. In the neighbor's yard on the back deck was a good-looking young man in a red baseball cap watching us. After several minutes of trying to ignore him, I finally said something about him and that it was kind of creepy. He was just sitting there watching us, and that's when she turned around to look. She said there was no one there, and she didn't understand what I was seeing, and I was really embarrassed and pretty weirded out. I can imagine that being really embarrassing. Yeah. Being like, yeah, for sure, I'm just kidding. Yeah, just how's your coffee? Just a joke. Uh, <laughs> a few years ago, I took a tour of a haunted mansion in Springfield with my boyfriend. It was pretty boring and uneventful till we went into the basement. Down in the basement, they used to transport war veterans to torture. They put us in a room, shut the lights off, and called on the spirits. I've dealt with so many ghosts at this point, I wasn't really even scared. But a few minutes after they called the spirits, someone pulled my hair really hard. No one was around me. No one could have done it. I realized when it happened that I smelled motor oil and I was also freezing cold. I had long dreadlocks at the time and realized the soldier from Missouri was probably very confused about my hair. Yeah. What is this? Let (laughs) me pull. What's going on? Let me tug. Um, Oh my gosh. So that's kind of funny. This one was experienced by her entire family. Um, and this one, actually, uh, my Aunt Cheryl told me as well. Okay. Um, so, 2003-2004, uh, my family owned a Sears store. It was late at night. And my parents were there after hours during uh, doing the paperwork. Uh, my dad doesn't believe in the afterlife at all. They both heard a little girl's voice say, Mommy, very excited. They decided that maybe a child was left in the store after hours, and they went looking. Of course, there was no one. Days after the incident, things started getting weirder and weirder. We had products falling off the shelves, lawnmower seats slamming down on each other. One night as we were closing down the shop, I was the only one left in the store. My dad and the other employee were out front, and I was walking out of the very back of the store into the front, and all the lights were off. And all of a sudden, refrigerator doors started opening and closing. I thought somebody was in the store messing with me. I even said very loud, you're not scaring me. As I got to the front of the store, after things flying off the shelves, refrigerator doors slamming, lawnmower lids started slamming closed, I realized everyone was standing outside and I was alone in the store. Later, we even invited a paranormal investigator to our store to check out, uh, to check into the weird occurrences. Um, she checked into the history of the store um, through her technology, pictures, video, uh, a lot of things I don't understand. <laughs> she eventually found out that there was a little girl uh, that died in that area 20 years prior. And her thought uh, was that uh, possibly she thought, the ghost thought, that my mom was her mother. Hmm. Uh, after several years uh, trying to run the store, we finally had to sell. The occurrences were getting more and more disturbing to the guests and more and more violent. Right before we sold the store, my mother pulled up uh, late one night to pick up my dad, and as she sat in front of the store with her headlights pointed inside, she noticed a little girl with blonde curls and a blue dress peeking out from one of the washing machines. Awesome. 
great. Love really it. Great. <laughs> so happy. That's so weird. Yeah. That makes me think, though, with all the activity of, like, things falling off the shelves, with the lawnmower seats slamming down, with the refrigerator doors opening and closing, that doesn't seem like a little girl yeah. to me. That seems like someone who's angry and, that like, trying like to make a fuss. Yeah, who's trying to... You dying? <laughs> My eyeball um, is struggling. Yeah, that seems like someone who's trying to, like, poltergeist activity or something, where someone's right. kind of thrown a fit. Right. Uh, which always, of course, makes me think of, like... Annabelle, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, the little girl and the doll. It's like, that is not a little That's girl. not a little girl. It's angry. Yeah. So even if it was, like, something malevolent or uh, some oppressive spirit that was just taking the form of a little girl. Of the girl, yeah. To try and fool them. But at the same time, like, possible. how many demons are in a Sears store? I know. Probably a lot, you know? <laughs> Um, so this, uh, last one, this one's kind of personal, but, uh, Christina told me that I could, uh, tell it. Um, she says, uh, so I've never been able to have a child. My ex-husband and I tried for about eight years with no success. I've had multiple miscarriages over the years. My current husband and I moved in together about two years ago. Uh, one night we had a huge fight and I went upstairs to sleep in the guest room. It's got all my old things, my old bed, my old dresser. It's a beautiful room, and it should be very familiar to me. For some reason that night, I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned all night with no rest. After several hours up in the room, I gave up and came downstairs. The whole time I was up there, the closet kept opening by itself. It has a lock on the outside door, so it was odd that it kept opening. That night, as I crept down the stairs and came back to my bedroom, I had the worst feeling I've ever had in my life. I kept seeing images of these strange, tall, long-armed, faceless creatures. I realized I'd seen them several times before, and they've haunted me really my whole life. About a week later, I came out of my bedroom to use the restroom in the middle of the night and saw a shadow of a similar creature. I was so upset that I could no longer go to the bathroom in the middle of the night for fear of leaving our bedroom. Uh, Months later, I was watching TV and saw a commercial for a thing called the Slender Man. Although the similarity was not exact, it was close enough to send chills up and down my back. Uh, These creatures are known for being around and abducting children, making people do things that seem crazy, particularly children. And I've seen this image of a Slender Man-esque thing throughout my life in different places that I've lived. So at this point, uh, Christina tells me the story. At this point, her and I talk about the creation of the Slender Man, uh, Slender Man is a supernatural creature that was made up for an internet Photoshop contest for a site called Something Awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pictures went viral and the lore spread and spread with fan fiction, fan art, cosplay, and spawned uh, creepypasta.com, which is an awesome site if you like any sort of like paranormal fiction. I love that site. Um, yeah, it's an enormous forum for paranormal fiction now, but knowing that Slender Man isn't real doesn't discount what Christina said that she experienced. Sure. So I went digging and found some really fucked up stuff. Um, there's actually a demon in the Testament of Solomon who's called Abizu. Uh, in Jewish religion, she is known as Lilith. In Armenian religion, she's known as Al. In Mesopotamia, Lamashtu, etc., etc. And she is the demon who is blamed for miscarriages and infant mortality. She is described as being very slender, greenish pale skin, but usually only her face and the rest of her body is cast in shadow. Sometimes she is seen with the lower body of a fish or a serpent. 
sometimes the whole body is just a slim body and has like serpentine sort of things coming off of the body. Uh, which sounds like she looks exactly like the fucking Slenderman. Yeah. The taker of children. Gross. Um, the creator of Slenderman never listed this demon as an inspiration for his creation, which is super interesting because... Right. They sound uh, so similar. Yeah. Taker of children. Right. Slender, tall, very mm-hmm. slim. The face is what sticks out the most. Yep. The rest is in shadow. Of course, Slenderman's wearing, like, a suit. Mm-hmm. And also, I don't know if you've seen pictures of Slenderman, the, like, shadowy tendrils yes. that come around. I don't enjoy it. Yeah. It sounds just like this demon. Yeah, it sounds very exact, actually. Yeah. Interesting. And the fact that Christina's never been able to have a child and has had so many right. miscarriages is kind of like, whoa, that's yeah. fucking weird. So that's I sent her that bizarre. information and was like, hey, like, just so you know, I, you know, looked this up and this is what I found. And she was like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> um, oh, man. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's very nuts. And like... Um, I, I remember I was telling this story to someone recently, um, about the, you know, her saying, like, I saw the Slender Man, and I was like, that's what it was, and they said, like, do you think that she made that story up after she saw the Slender Man thing, and I was like, well, no, yeah. I was like, just because she saw, I was like, I remember when I was little, I was going up the stairs, my Aunt Susan was babysitting me, and I was going up the stairs, to my bedroom this is like one of my earliest memories it was so long ago and i was walking up the stairs and at the top of the stairs was a very tall black man in a coat and i was so scared yeah and i immediately went downstairs and told my aunt susan there's a black man upstairs my aunt susan obviously freaked out and grabbed me and my little sister and I don't I don't remember what happened next I don't know if she took us away from the house I don't know if she called the cops she definitely called my parents and was like there's a man in the house Mm -hmm. my parents came all the way home from whatever they were doing to Mm -hmm. figure out what this man was doing in our house no one was in our house oh my gosh then a couple years later I saw Candyman nope and in my child brain in my brain that was now that was what my saw? memory is I of seeing Candyman at the top of my stairs, even though I hadn't seen Candyman yet. Right. That's all I can remember. When I remember seeing him, I see Candyman. So when you saw the movie, you you thought to yourself, "This is exactly what I yeah. saw." You had that moment. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't. It yeah. was not Candyman. Sure. <laughs> but right. Right. In my head, that was the closest description of anything. That was the closest was... thing I remember seeing a very tall black man in a very big like big coat, which is what Candyman wears. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a hook for a hand, but in my head, now, my memory is of Candyman being at the top of the stairs. Even though that is not what I saw. Sure. So, like, no, I do think that she's experiencing something very strange with these slender... Yeah, absolutely. ...things, and seeing something like Slenderman is like, hey, that's fucking weird, that's exactly... That looks like what I saw. saw. Yeah, she was just trying to make a connection to something and say, this is what I'm having to hold on to because... This looks exactly like what I saw, but yeah, yeah Slender Man is not real, Candy Man is not real, but you guys are relating to those two yeah. things because it's so similar. So that's pretty crazy. That's fair. Yeah, that's nuts. Man. I mean, my aunt's even told me before, she's like, you know, I have experienced things that are pretty crazy, and she's like, but Christina is like, Sounds I mean, like Christina she could literally, lot. yeah, my aunt has told me that Christina could be, like, sitting on a couch, and, like, her eyes will drift to the other side of the room, and then she'll go back to talking to you like it's nothing, and you just know that she saw something. Right. 
and isn't saying anything about it. I can't imagine that life. And I was like, just like thank there goes God something I else. didn't get that. Yeah. You don't Trait. see things that often. No, I see things a lot, but I mean, a lot. I don't know. A lot in I don't the know scheme how relative of life and yeah. how compared to how other people see. I have experience probably like once a year, so that's right. still, that's, that's like I mean, almost that's much 30 more experiences than else. now, yeah, but, um, but I couldn't imagine just like seeing Constant. things walking by and just being like, oh yeah, there's a, there's another guy walking through the house. It's yeah. <laughs> there's a floating it's orb. It's cool, 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 Good yeah, stuff. she's fascinating. Yeah, she's actually she write a book. She's gonna come on the show. Oh, good. We uh, need her. Yeah, she should come on a paranormal hunt with us. Honestly, oh we need God. her sensitivity yeah. to pick stuff up. That would actually be brilliant. She can describe to us but what you know, she's she, seeing. She's She'll be like standing me. off to the side, going, "What? I don't see it." She's like me. She reads tarot cards. She uses like crystals. She's good yeah. Stuff. Thank you, Christina. Those were wonderful. Stories. Thank you very much. Um, I have a submission from my friend Tara, who has submitted to Listener Ghost Stories before, but she submitted her own personal stories, and this one is about her aunt. Um, as soon as we mentioned mediums on one of our ghost stories, or psychics, or just the experiences you can have when you lose a loved one and go see a medium or psychic, she immediately emailed this and said, my aunt has a crazy story. Um, it's not as nuts as the one that you told Ashley about Joe's family, but still okay, interesting. Yeah, it's just always cool. So it's half, it goes with ghost stories because there, it does involve people who have passed away, but it's also just kind of a cool experience that this woman had. Okay, here we go. I have had many friends over the years who have gone to see psychics and mediums with varying degrees of belief when they are done. Some are legit and some are not, which you find with any profession. For whatever reason, I always resisted going myself. However, the last three years, I have had some deep personal loss with both my sister and father passing away. I have always had a belief that loved ones do sometimes make their presence known after they pass. The next part that I'm about to describe is important for my first experience with a psychic. So after my father passed away, I had nominated one of his nurses for the Daisy Award at the hospital, and she won. The night prior to the ceremony, my son and I were sitting talking about my dad and my sister. I looked out the window, and I saw a male and female cardinal sitting on a branch staring into my window. When they knew I had seen them, they flew away. I told my son that people say when a cardinal comes to visit, it's a sign from a loved one. I had never seen cardinals prior around our house. He looked at me funny and said, Mom, a couple of times this week when I was outside grilling, I saw a cardinal on the electric wires and it was just sitting there watching me. The other goosebump moment was that a few days prior, I had posted on Facebook about a very loud bird that was making all kinds of noise and it reminded me of my dad. My dad was the type that thought if he was up, we all had to be up. He wouldn't wake us up, but he was super noisy. After seeing that cardinal, I got to thinking and Googled the way they sound. It was the same exact sound I had heard a few days prior. This thought made me really think about going to see someone. But who? How do you find someone that you can feel is real? As destiny would have it, I mentioned it to one of my friends, and she was actually going to have someone come to her house for a reading the next day. It was a cousin of one of her coworkers who only did readings on the side. Her mother had the gift, and so did she. She knows that the vast majority of the public does not believe in this, it was never something she wanted to do except for special situations. Turns out that I knew both her cousins as well, so I was very intrigued and felt trusting. The next week when I saw my friend, she told me that she has had other readings by local people and they've been very generic, but the one she had with this woman was not generic and super specific, so I went forward. I took her number and set up an appointment, and the day of the appointment, she arrived right on time, and when I opened the door, I literally felt like I had known her all my life. Felt like she was an old friend. 
One of the first things she did was give me a picture she had drawn the night before. And also these pictures are attached to the email, by the way. Um, She had drawn the night before. She said, I don't give people pictures often, but I had to do one for you. I was amazed. In the picture, she had drawn a huge tree similar to the one in my yard with a cardinal bird sitting on a branch. She included the quote, never. We never lose loved ones. They accompany us. They don't disappear from our lives. We are merely in different rooms. She also drew two dandelions that were in their seed phase. Why this is important is because a few days before I was talking with my boys about how one of my best friends likes to call them blow flowers because she doesn't know they're called dandelions. She also drew poppies in the picture and the day prior, as I do every year, I donated to the Veterans of Foreign War and got my poppy. Prior to starting the reading, she took my hands and we said a prayer before beginning. Many times through the reading, she was very specific about items. She told me that my dad wanted me to know he wished he could have been there for us kids emotionally. She described how he was showing her how he walked and stood and sat. She actually even mimicked the walk and how he sat with his hands kind of folded in prayer. She also described how he couldn't lift his feet because he couldn't feel them, which was an issue for him a few months prior to his passing. He even said to me once that he felt like his feet were made of wood. She was a tarot card reader and we did a reading. While she was shuffling the cards, one literally jumped from the deck. She said, well, that means we need to read it. On her next shuffle, another one fell out. And she said, these two will go together and set them aside. We saved those for last. The other cards that I chose and that she read to me were interesting, but I kept thinking, let's get to those other cards. Finally, when she got to them, she flipped the first over and said, this card represents theft. When you see this card on its own, I would just tell you to guard your purse or personal items and be careful as it is quite literal. But the other card jumped out too. So she turned that over and it was the devil card. She said to me, when you use these two cards together, it is an indication that someone is trying to undermine you. She said she feels like this is someone, this is a person who, at work, who is trying to steal your reputation. Bingo. This was crazy to me because it is something that had been occurring at the time at my job and I hadn't told anyone about it. She told me, I know you love your job, but I feel it will get to the point that you have to leave. She just knew everything so well. There were many other significant things that happened in our time together that could fill up with several pages, but those were the most significant items She did draw me another picture, and it was of a person laying on their back with their palms up, surrounded by a white light. And this was the exact way that I like to meditate every single night. I'd lay on my back with my palms up, and I'd imagine a light, a white light to calm myself. She also included the word next to the picture, Chai, C-H-I, and said, do you have a love for Chicago? And of course, I go there frequently for work, and it's my favorite city. She just knew so much. I want to see a medium who knows so much. Right. Like, this woman actually knew very specific things about her life and drew her pictures before she even met her. Like, I want that. Yeah. She could What's feel her, her before she... No, no. <laughs> I want to be connected. Um, yeah, so that was pretty crazy. That's all fascinating. I liked that she stood up at one time and even walked like her dad walks. Like, was able to say, this is your dad's walk. This is how your dad sat. This is what your dad has to say. Like, she was completely connected to him. Yeah. So weird. And um, even though the cardinals are just a random thing that you could dismiss and not think much about, I thought that was cool, too, that she never really saw them. And then suddenly they were coming around her and her son were both noticing them, watching them. Yeah. And just chilling out by the house and hearing that loud chirp and being like, Dad? Dad? <laughs> so I liked Dad? That. Yeah. I liked that part, too. That was really sweet. That was, uh, the cardinal thing is, like, something that I always heard growing up, too. Uh, in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, never noticed them after anyone died. But I think it's crazy that the medium drew a picture and the cardinal was included in the picture. Right. Because that is a very rare bird. 
Yeah, I remember <laughs> seeing cardinals a couple times around my house growing up back in Illinois, but it was so rare. And we'd be so excited when we saw them because they're this vibrant red oh, they're and they're so gorgeous. beautiful. And they stand out amongst everything else in the trees. So I always thought it was cool, but it was so rare and hence why it was so special. So, yeah, it's nuts that she got the picture back and it was a tree that looked like the tree in her yard with the cardinal. There were poppies and dandelions, which were both significant in her life at the time and it's just really weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, how did she draw that before she met her? She hadn't told her a thing. She literally just made an appointment. And then the woman's like, here's your whole life spelled out before me. <laughs> before me. I don't understand. That's crazy. Yeah, so that was nuts. That was kind of like a nice ghost story. It's not spooky. No, it's more not just... spooky at all. The one I'm about to tell is not nice. Oh, okay. Um... So we needed a nice break <laughs> We needed something happy first. Um... Yeah, I really want to go see a psychic or a medium, but yeah, me too. There's I'm so, also in scared. LA. There's so many. Like, I I really need to do research and find one that's like legit because there's a psychic on every street. Mm-hmm. It's like Literally first everyone. of all, I know you're not all psychic, so some of you what's are awful. The deal? Um, so I don't know. We'll have to do some research. Okay, so we have one more story for you guys today. Hooray! <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Oh my. Uh, this story was sent in by Phil Philip. Philip or Phil? Doesn't matter. One of the two. Thank hey, you. Phil. Um, this is a story I do not often tell. I promise sincerely that this has scarred me for life, and although I have looked into psychological explanations for what I heard and natural explanations for what occurred, they remain unsatisfactory. When I was a child, I was scared of the dark. I swore to my mother I heard voices in it. They were not evil, but they were not familiar, and so they scared me. It was not uncommon in the middle of the night for me to wake up and hear whispers, as I would call them, uh, when I asked my mom about them. She figured they were just bumps in the night and typical kids' nightmare material. I tried often to explain to her that it was more than that, that they sounded different from one another the way people's voices do. On some nights, I would get so scared from these whispers that I would sleep in my mom's bed with her. It was an added bonus that the bathroom was directly outside of her bedroom door for my late night tinkles. I should add at this point that when walking out into the hall to go to the bathroom, you look directly down the stairs that would lead you into my living room on the first floor. Uh, My mom's bedroom is on the second floor. On one such night around Christmas, I woke up and felt the need to relieve myself. I walked out from the door and distinctly heard the phrase, look. And to my astonishment, a red light, almost like a spotlight, was cast upon the wall at the very bottom of the stairs. The light had no other source, it was by itself, and I was transfixed by it. Being a little kid, and it only being a few days from Christmas, I knew what this light was. It was Santa. How else could he get in my house to know I was being a good boy? So I was so excited, I began walking down the stairs to greet him, picking up my pace after the second step as it began to creep off the wall and fade into the darkness of my living room. And that's when I heard him, a very strong masculine voice, different from the first whisper, not at all like my father's, not to say he isn't masculine, it was just distinctly different. It said, stop, right now, go back up those stairs. No. I listened, turned around, and what happened next, I'm not sure I would believe if someone had told me the same story. After reaching the top of the stairs, I heard a very loud crash that sent me running back to my mother's bed where I jumped straight under the covers and stayed there the whole night. 
When we woke up the next morning, the poinsettia lights, the little Christmas flower lights that glowed red, my mother had put on the railing downstairs were pulled straight down to the bottom of the stairs, some broken from what seemed like a forceful tear laying in a single pile. The dry sink in my living room had fallen from the wall. My mother could not explain it. My father was worried we had been the victims of a home invasion. My sister was crying. There was nothing missing. Nobody had broken in. There did not seem to be any reason that this had happened. And uh, then I saw it, and I kept quiet about it because I was so afraid that I could not force the words out of my mouth. On the edge of the wooden dry sink, which had been facing up, there were three indentations where the finish on the wood had been worn, almost as if in a forceful grip. Something down there had grabbed it and threw it down. That was what the bang was. I was mortified. After that day, I never heard a single voice again. I do not like to imagine what was waiting downstairs for me that night, if it was anything at all, but I can tell you that the reality was that something had physically acted upon two things in my house near the bottom of that stairwell. After this, I never heard another whisper again, which is sad because in some ways I would have liked to thank the man that had stopped me from going down those stairs. This happened when I was seven. Uh, I'm 20 years old now, and because of this incident, I'm still afraid of the dark, especially shadowy stairwells. Um, yeah. What? Nope. I hate it. I hate it so. Yeah. I don't like it. I do like that the voice was like, stop. Yeah. Turn around. Go back upstairs. Go back upstairs. Demanding. Get out of here. Yeah. What was waiting down there? I know. What was going to get him? Maybe it was, maybe it was Krampus. Oh my god. Oh, oh shit. yeah, because Christmas time. Uh-huh. Oh gosh, it was coming for him. That's what happens when you're well, a bad thanks boy. Thanks to that voice, you know? I know. Krampus. 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 Oh, my gosh, that should be Flick of the Weeks. I know. Uh, yeah, that's super spooky. So I'm glad we had like a nice heartfelt one <laughs> in between. <laughs> a little break. It would have been a lot. Spooky ass story. Yeah, jeez. Anyways. Those were great. Yeah, those it was, were great. It was a Good nice little jumble. Too. Like, I feel like. They were all so different, which yeah. I like. They were all like short, long, really spooky, kind of nice, kind <laughs> of all nice. over. Some of them were advertising New Orleans, just all kinds of things. God, I want to go so bad. I know. After he told me that, I was like, "Well, I'm going to the Ritz Carlton immediately." Do you <laughs> remember your room number? Yeah, what was your room number? We yeah. have some things we need to discover. I just like I keep thinking back to that story of him thinking the little dog hopped up on the bed and just if to feel that sensation of someone next to you and then no one being there, like he dismissed it, like I said, but I think to me it'd be like something is laying next to me on this bed and I want to die. Well that happened to me all the time in my Hollywood apartment when I had that when Ben was visiting us because I would go to sleep with my boyfriend at the time, Michael, and he would be laying in bed next to me, and he would get up to go to the bathroom, and I would see him get up and walk around the bed and go in the bathroom, turn on the light, close the door, um, and then I would see him come out of the bathroom, you know, and I'm half asleep, I'm like barely awake, and but I would see him come out of the bathroom, close my eyes again, and he'd walk around the bed, and I would feel him get into bed with me. Uh-huh. And then the door would open and Michael would walk out. You told me that before. And I it can't wasn't, even handle it. Yeah, and it wasn't like, I wasn't just like, whoa, weird. I felt, I jumped out of bed and yeah. like ran across the room and was like, you were in bed with me. And Michael was like, I, nope, I just yeah. came out of the bathroom. And you he was felt like, someone get Ugh. into your bed. Yeah. That's crazy. Hate it. I, hate I know. It. 
That's what I'm saying. I don't know how he was so dismissive of feeling not once but twice something get into bed with yeah. him. Yeah. And then a door open and close. Like, you did not just dream all of that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know how people could be so dismissive of that stuff. I know. Which, which he said after he read the history of the hotel, he was much more open to the fact of like, oh, yeah, that was probably Yeah, that's probably, yeah. But first he's like, I'm just sleepy. I'm like, nope. Oh, well, that's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and rate our show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Keep It Weirdcast and our Facebook page, Keep It Weird. Uh, We want to thank everyone who sent in stories. Uh, Even if you haven't heard them on the show yet, keep tuning in because you will. If you have a personal experience with a ghost or have seen a UFO, have had a run-in with a serial killer or a creature that you can't identify experienced sleep paralysis, dreamt of the future, or had an experience that was just downright weird, email your story to keepitweirder at gmail.com and you could be featured on our next Listener Ghost Stories episode. Uh, Join us next week when we sit down to talk about horror in the 90s, serial killers, unsolved murders, TV shows, movies, and more. It's going to be a real good time. Creepy 90s. We should dress 90s. No. We should. No, we will. Yeah, we should. (laughs) Going back and forth. I mean, all we really need to do is put a choker on and tie a flannel around our waist. Oh, wait, I wear that every day. Yeah, that's like your everyday clothes. We didn't think of a sign-off. Oh, guys, we're so out of it we're today. We're usually so we, much I know, better with this have... on ghost episodes. We always have a good sign-off. We always have a good sign-off. I feel like my head, like someone's just punching me in the eye. It's an off day. Don't hold us accountable. We could do the last line of the... Oh, my God. No, but it's still fun. It is fun. It's all I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. What? What was that? that? No, we can do something else. No, we'll do that. We'll do, um, uh, you know, send us, send us your ghost stories and your... Oh, we're messing this up. Send us your spooky tales. Yeah. We're We're ready ready to to believe believe you. Wink. I wink. Wink, wink. Wink. Keep it weird. Keep it weird, guys. Okay, how bad does it sound with the AC on? Because it's really warm and we do not want to be hot. We need to cool down. It's very, very hot. Always upstaging me. Okay.